Welcome to episode 26 of the Wasting Time podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chris, and I'm here with Nick. Hello, Nick. Hi, mate. How's it going? It's going good. How's it going with you? Yeah, not too bad, man. Not too bad. I guess um, first thing really to talk about is catching up after Slam Dunk, really, isn't it? Yeah, let, uh, let's jump straight into that because we kind of set up last one as uh, we're about to go to Slam Dunk and what what we were expecting to see, etc., etc. So we might as well... Um, Continue that. Yeah, so I was at the I was at the Leeds Leeds one on the Saturday. Chris, you were at the one on the Sunday. Um, I was had a, a bit of a one. had a bit of a different experience to me though, right? Yeah, I did. I'll start on the negatives. Um, <laughs> and anyone anyone who is at Hatfield, I'm sure will relate to this. So, problem number one: they didn't have like phone masts. So once you get in, you didn't get any data or phone reception. And I was there with like twelve people, and like. Straight away, we went in. It was staggered our entrances, and uh, you just couldn't contact anyone. So, to see any of your friends, you just have to hope you'd bump into yeah. them. Which that, at a huge festival like that, you know, you weren't guaranteed. You know? That was the same for Leeds, to be fair. But um, oh, was it? You know, we were quite a small crowd, and um, yeah, obviously we didn't have to worry and about that too did much. You, but, did you all go and see the same things then? Pretty much, yeah. A couple of us sp- yeah. sp- split off, but me and, me and my brother kind of stayed together. But right. um, there was definitely no contact with the outside world outside of that festival, <laughs> yeah, put, right, put it that right. way. But um, other than that, the Leeds one was, wasn't too bad. I mean, was it? for crowd, crowd-wise, I mean, it, I mean, we heard that they were selling tickets, still selling tickets in the morning. So um, obviously hadn't been kind of sold out. Right, so, right. Um, yeah, it wasn't too bad for getting drinks and what have you. But, it but was a you, nightmare yeah. at Hatfield. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, you just you just be queuing for ages and ages. So, but you know, those are the negatives. But aside from that, obviously, as ex- as was expected, saw some good bands play. So, uh, talk me through what what you saw. Yeah, so I started the day with um, Ryan Key. Which was mm-hmm. which was great. So we, I mean, we we fully expected to have a long wait to get our wristbands to get in and, and miss him. But actually, we we just flew through through the through the gates and um, caught pretty Lovely. much all of his set, which was which was good because he played. Was that good? Yeah, he played mostly um, yellow card songs because Not I don't, yeah, okay. which is good because I don't really rate his his solo stuff. Um, right. Yeah. So we don't have him on a, as a guest. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not beyond the realms of possibility, mate. You're just gonna have to be honest. <laughs> um, so yeah, we did that. Um, went to see Anti Flag, who were outstanding. Um, yeah, they didn't play much from the new record, which which was a bit disappointing because because I really love that new, that that newer record of theirs. Yeah, yeah, as we as we discussed with our last guest. Yeah, yeah. but um, but you know, as a as a live band, they were just they were, they were awesome. Uh, loads of energy. The, the crowd were, were were awesome massive circle pits um, yeah so did that um then held up at the the punk and drublick stage for interrupters who were pretty faultless um enjoyed enjoyed their set from from start to finish uh and then we was kind of hanging about a bit to before before the get up kids um our get up kids were on my list kind of well before well before the festival um, right Got dragged to busted for a little bit. Did you? To kill some hell. time. How was that? It was. So we were right at the side of the tent, so they're in the big tent. I don't know if they're in the big tent for you guys, but 
They uh, they, they were. They, I didn't go and watch them, but they were. Yeah. Well, the big tent had two like big stages in it, so we were kind of right at the side of that tent. Um, and you right. could barely see the kind of f- front of the the stage was at the far right because um, we were like the left of the tent, so it was a bit of a bit of a, yeah, bit of a nightmare for 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 view. But you know they sounded all right. Um, so yeah, it was just killing time really before the Gap Kids saw all of their set um, again. Like um, Anti Flag, I was a bit a bit disappointed with their their set list. I mean, Gap Kids have got some some classics. Um, which I think they they yeah. they missed off, um, but still it was it was great to see them um, putting a good show. Um, after that it was Simple Plan, uh, which ties in nicely with this episode because we've got um, <laughs> Sebastian of Simple Plan on the podcast talking about Islam Dunk experience. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I mean yeah they were good. What do you, you think of them? Yeah, I enjoyed it. You know you know what you're getting with a Simple Plan. I think really right. Um, yeah. It was definitely my poppier part of part of the day, coming from uh, anti-flag and interrupters and yeah, um, yeah. So after that, I kind of had to go and get a fill of some Millen Colin and Less Than Jake to to oh, to, yeah, to, nice. to, punk, to punk it up a bit more <laughs> um, before taking it back to the poppiness of Newfound Glory, um, which I, which would was just brilliant. I mean, they they always bring it Newfound Glory. Um, they did, you know, they did This Is Me and a Let It Go from Screen to Stereo, which I know we talked about before. Yeah. Uh, actually, they did like, four, I did four tracks off the, um, off that new Screen to Stereo. So they did yeah, Eye of the Tiger, same. Power of Love, This Is Me yeah. and Let It Go, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they were just, they were, they're just solid, aren't they? You know, they <laughs> rarely let you down. Uh, and then I did the Menzingers, which at which point I was cold and wet because it pissed it down, <laughs> so yeah. I was just generally a bit miserable at that point. Uh, and then yeah, I took it down for for a bit of no effects. The plan was to just finish up with no effects, but uh, I just got a bit fed up with Fat Mike and El Jefe's kind of comedy stand <laughs> okay. stand up show. Um, yeah, yeah. So kind of walked back towards the main stage, which was all time low knowing that it was kind of close to the exit as well. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so kind of wandered back up there and watched kind of All Time Low, which, to be fair, um, didn't really recognise any of their songs because it was all new stuff um, right. until they finished on um, Dear Maria. Oh, uh, I see. Which yeah. obviously was a nice, li- nice little finish because, yeah. yeah, it's my little brother's favourite song as well. So oh, it was cool. it was cool. a nice end. Um, how about you? I uh, yeah, I'll take you through it real quick. I actually saw less things than you, so it, it, it will not take long. Started with Anti-Flag. We went up there a bit later. We were going to go and watch Ryan Key, but we ended up going later. Anti-Flag, which, like yourself, really enjoyed it. Uh, so they opened with Die for the Government, which was amazing. Circle Pits, etc. It's good. And then, again, like yourself, had a break and then waited for the Interrupters, who I'd never seen before. And um, I would have liked a bit more off their last album um but aside from that it was awesome um really good live set then it the timings were slightly different than our one so mill and colin was next for us so watch mill and colin on that stage but i didn't watch all of their set because i because i really wanted to see simple plan so and it was a bit of a walk to the to the to the main stage um 
So I only watched about 10, 15 minutes of Millencore and to, to get there and plenty of time for Simple Plan, who who were, who were really good at the Hatfield one. Um, like a bunch of my friends who, who either didn't like them or weren't interested in them, like went away saying it was their band of the day and stuff. So so they were really put on the show. And you're not just saying that because we've got the guy I'm on not just episode. saying that because <laughs> the guy's on this episode. No. <laughs> um, and then we went and watched a bit of Less Than Jake, which, which was cool. And then Newfound Glory, which I could describe in a similar way to you did. It, yeah, it was a great, great set. And then um, we'd lost a bunch of people who were there with, who I know stayed for other stuff. But me and a few people, we left after Newfound Glory. I, I did want to see Menzing as an all-time low, um, but we were just so knackered and pissed off with like some of the poor organisation of the festival and just wanted to get back to London. You said you know, it was ha- like 45 minutes to get a beer. Yeah. And then, and also Hatfield's quite far out of London as well, so just kind of wanted to get back to the city. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And I've seen the men singers, as much as I really, really like them, I've seen them so many times. And yeah. I would have liked to have seen All Time Low because I haven't seen them, but it, it was just too long until their set was beginning. Um, so maybe, yeah, that was my experience. Maybe you need to come up and do the Leeds one, have a bit of a road trip next time. Yeah, that, that, that's I mean, an idea. That could be fun. You know, they've they've moved it. They moved it this year from the kind of city venue um, into yeah. Temple Newsham Park, which kind of, which was which was awesome, really, because it had a real kind of festival, festival vibe. Loads of big stages. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think everyone was behind that. I think a few a few people mentioned that with it being out there, because this the the one in the city in in Leeds in the city centre, people were able to just kind of go to the local leave the festival go to the local shop buy buy a couple of cans for a couple of quid neck them and go back in yeah, uh, yeah. so yeah that was obviously one of the downsides but I th- you know overall I think it was it was brilliant um, cool yeah maybe that's an idea for next year um, on to on, on other subjects is there any like new music that's caught your eye recently not really man I've been like super busy um, bit yeah. out of the loop um, so yeah I'm relying on you Okay, yeah, no, I assumed you hadn't had a chance yet, but you know, um, we we very kindly got sent that um, advance of the Dolly Rot's new album. Yeah, I don't know if you've listened to them much in the past, but um, so their new album's coming out in mid July, and oh, I've I've been enjoying it, but I'll tell you what, I'll give you a chance to listen because because with it coming out in mid July, we've still got time to talk about it before it comes out. So cool. So we can we can get into that, but yeah, but check, but check but it's fu- to give you a spoiler. It's it's a fun it's a fun record. Cool. Um, just just on the outside, on, go on. On, the, on the subject of female um, kind of punk rock bands. Yeah. Uh, I, I yeah I feel bad slating them, but I did actually on the way at the punk drublick stage to see Anti Flag. I caught some of the bomb pops. Oh they, yeah, you weren't you weren't keen. They were terrible, man. They were oh wow, really, really the sloppiest band I've ever heard. Like live just all over the place i don't know if they were maybe a bit intoxicated possibly um, oh, okay but if if they weren't if they weren't intoxicated they're, they're yeah they're not oh shit good. okay yeah um, well we just i think they were just finishing up when we were arriving so i didn't get to see them properly because i like a bunch of their songs but yeah, uh, i did yeah. have i did have your review because obviously it was the day before for you in my head so i wasn't rushing to catch them based on that yeah no i mean i've you know checked out some of the tracks and you know quite like them but as a, as a live band they were they were they were all over the shop yeah it yeah. was a bit like 
well, what, are I, these, I, what are these guys doing here? <laughs> I also want to say real quick that um, I don't know if anyone's noticed, but we we've had a lack of female guests on this podcast recently. I mean, we've had had a, had a couple earlier on, like Nicola from Doe and Phoebe from the Happy Accidents, but we're kind of we you know we want to balance that out a little bit. So uh, just you what you wonder you're, you're concerned about our kind of diverse diversity reach. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. I think it's good to be conscious of that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, um, so hopefully we can we can nail something down with the Dolly Rots, maybe. So yeah, well, we're talking to the to their publicist, so so yeah, that hopefully will Fingers happen crossed. in the next couple of months. Um, yeah. Oh, one other thing, I checked. No, I thought of two new music releases that have come out recently that I wanted to mention. One was, do you remember Josh Madden was talking about that band called Honey, like H U N N Y. Yep. I, I, um, they've got an album coming out next month uh, but on Apple Music I saw a couple of songs were available and there's one called Saturday Night that's really really cool I think you'd really like it oh, so right. I'd recommend checking it out cool nice, um, nice. I will. and the other thing that came out was the full length by I don't know if you know them but there's a band called Carousel Kings who are very sort of you know uh, textbook pop punk but it's got some cool songs on it so I'd recommend that as well Nice, cool. I'll get into it. Nice. Okay, well, I guess we should just get into it with our guest then, if that's all right with you, Chris. Yeah, man, let's do it. Yeah, cool. So we, um, yeah, we're very lucky to to get uh, Sebastian from Simple Plan um, on for for an interview. Um, Yeah, very kind to give us his time. Um, So, yeah, here it is. Okay, so we are joined on the line all the way from Montreal by uh, Mr. Sebastian. Is it Lefebvre? Do, is that, am I pronouncing your surname right there? Lefebvre, yeah, I guess. How's it going, okay. guys? You all right? Good, man. Yeah, yeah. How are you? Yeah, it's going good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. So uh, you were just telling us you just finished recording um, an episode of Man of the Hour, which is your Adobe show, right? Is that? Yeah, that's it. You just- yeah, that's it. Have you just come back from hiatus or is it season break or something? Season break, you know, um, we first started doing the show, man, 12 or 13 years ago. And for some reason, I guess we were really into TV shows back then. Uh, after 10 episodes, we started calling it a season. And, and so <laughs> okay, now, this, yeah. now it's, it, it means that it's season 29 that we just started. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. That is June fifth episode. Uh, so that that's the season premiere for season twenty nine, which happens to be my birthday. So I am thirty eight years yeah. old now. Happy birthday for tomorrow! Yeah, I saw that. I, I watched your Instagram story, so I was I, I was going to wish you a happy birthday, but uh, you got that oh, in cool. first. But <laughs> yeah, I did get there first, so you know. I mean, next time maybe kind of just like just say it, you know. <laughs> yeah, so that's true. So, for those of our listeners that, that don't know, what what what's that that radio show about? What, what you kind of you cover on there? Oh man, um, yeah, sure, okay. So, um, the Man of the Hour show is basically myself and my my buddy Patrick, who, um, if anybody is a Simple Plan super fan, knows that uh, we invented vlogging. We are the band that invented <laughs> video posts online. Uh, true story. Uh, we at least invented the word vlogging for sure. I right. promise you that we. Even wow. That okay, that's that's um, pretty huge. And I know. And 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 Patrick was 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 the one that was basically uh, traveling with us at all times. And and we 
um, we always understood how important it was to stay close to our fans. And, you know, pre-social media is when Simple Plan came out. Um, So we wanted to have someone on tour with us that would update the website. And then we had our emails on the website to make sure that uh, the fans could reach us. And uh, we've always wanted to be accessible that way. So basically, Patrick was on tour with us for a really long time. And then when he stopped touring with the band Simple Plan about uh, over 10 years ago now, him and I uh, still got together to, to to record this radio show that we had started. But also, he ventured on to be uh, one of uh, Montreal's and definitely one of Montreal uh, French-speaking part of, of Canada. One of like TV's personalities, uh, most versatile one because he's on radio, he's on TV, he's hosted uh, talk shows, he's hosted game shows, he's doing doing it all. So it's me and him. Wow. We get in a room together, we play new music that we've just discovered, and we basically talk about whatever has been going on. So that's the Men of the Hour show for you. We've been doing that for 29 seasons now nice. and nice. Uh, over 13 years. Nice. Nice. So. Um, we- Go on, Nick. Sorry. Yeah, I was just going to talk about Pat Patrick kind of, you know, coming into, you know, kind of work with your band on the social media side. I guess you were you a bit ahead of the game in terms of that that shift in in terms of kind of music changing and in marketing and and what have you. Was were other bands around you kind of doing that, or they were looking at you and being like, oh yeah, you're a bit ahead of ahead of the curve. Well, I'm assuming, and I'm not saying we were the first at all, but we were ahead of the curves. I'm sure a few bands were doing it as well, you know, trying to, to, to host like live, ch- like, I, I don't know if you guys remember this, but like live chats were a big thing, you know, where yeah. you'd be yeah, like, okay, yeah. like hosted by, I don't know which website or whatever. It was like, okay, Simple Plan is going to be on today. And then people would ask questions and then you'd actually be on the phone with someone and tell mm-hmm. them the answer. And then they would be typing in the answer. Like it, it wasn't as as fluid as social media now but it definitely was something that um was important to our band to be accessible and to be uh in touch with our fans because you know like our fans are cool like they're just cool people that enjoy music and we're just people that like making music so i mean it's it, no no band would ever exist without fans and it was very important for us to, to be to be the band that was always willing to give back to them and also to be the band that was just kind of like friends of of everyone so we just started doing that with our emails on the website and just trying to make sure we hung out at merch every night after yeah. the show and i like doing all that kind of stuff you know cool cool uh sorry nick did you have a follow-up question there or well not not really i was yeah keen to get into some of the slam dunk stuff really chris uh, oh, okay yeah we we can dive straight into that yeah 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 so yeah both me and chris were at um slam dunk Last, was it last week? It was last weekend. Why did you come and say hi? <laughs> well, we were at separate slam dunks <laughs> for a start. I was up at up at Leeds because uh, I live in the north of England in Newcastle, so that was a close yeah, one. Yeah, so of course, yeah. if you're at separate uh, shows, there's no way one of you can come say hi on one day and then the other one on the other day. That is <laughs> well, indeed impossible. I, you are. I, 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 I have a legit. Um, I have a legit excuse for this because I did consider that because I saw you ha- you had your slot your uh, signing tent slot, and mm. I thought, oh. That would be cool to go and say hello to him cause, and say, hey, what's up? We're talking next week and everything. But like the signing tent, I think it clashed with another band I wanted to see. And as much as it would have been cool to spend some time in person with you, you know, like... Uh, it's a long-winded excuse, this, Chris. Yeah. That lineup was, was pretty spectacular. Um, I'm sure yeah. you can appreciate, appreciate that, Sebastian. 
it was. was. I mean, it's it's kind of like it, I wanted to say it's like its own version of Warp Tour, but something about mm -hmm. the lineup this year of Slam Dunk was just like yeah. that a little bit more special. It was like the '94 Warp Tour mixed in with like today's <laughs> Warp Tour, even you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, totally. Mm. And this was your—it was your first time there as well, unless I, I, I absolutely. Which uh, yeah. I'm very surprised, you know, like because because it feels like Simple Plan and and Slam Dunk would go like they. Now that I know what it For is, sure. it definitely goes hand yeah. in hand, you know. So I was kind of surprised sure. that it was our first time, but I'm very happy we got to do it. Cool. Did you, I mean? Did you check out many other bands? Obviously, there were quite a diverse range of, like you said, a diverse range of bands from different eras and 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 kind of ages and different all different sets of fans, I guess. Really, you know, your old school punk rock fans, your kind of your pop punk guys, your you know your younger crowds, your hardcore crowds. Uh, yeah, I mean, I did check out some bands. Um, Hefe from No Effects uh, has been uh, a, a, a friend. Like a pseudo friend, like <laughs> someone you hang out with at a show type guy. But yeah. he's, the NoFX camp has always been extremely nice to us. And then Hefe came to That's see cool. us before the show. So, of course, we went to see their show after NoFX being such a great influence in our of punk rock upbringing. Uh, <laughs> I saw a little bit of Lagwagon as well. I kind of... I was walking on the grounds because um, it was it was big, you know, like big festival grounds. Yeah, so I heard yeah, from right, afar. Right. I heard Mill and Colin. I heard a bit of Bad Religion. Um, I went to see my friend from Canada, Lights, uh, when she oh, was yeah, performing. Yeah, yeah, no, I yeah, saw yeah. New Found Glory and All Time Low from the crowd because it always sounds better when you're out front, anyways, right? So oh, nice. I would just like go nice walk around, and I don't, okay. you know, I don't want to be the guy that's trying to sneak and push people to watch the show from the side <laughs> of the stage where it sounds like shit, anyway. So I'd rather just go and yeah. walk and do my thing. So yeah, th those are some of the bands that I saw over the the couple of days that we were at at Slam Dunk. But I mean, it's it's you know, it's it's special just to be surrounded by all these people, and it's kind of it's it's always interesting to be in the middle of nowhere. And then just still be a bunch of friends hanging out, you know. Sure, I was just going to say on the on the subject of Hefe, I noticed he he was on stage when I was at like filming you guys on like his personal video camera, which I thought was a nice touch. Yeah, he, he's very cool. I think <laughs> he also had some. He was with some friends that are fans of the band, so I mean, like, they, oh, nice. they were excited to meet us as well. And like you know, he's just he's a good guy. Ah, oh, that's ace. That's ace. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. I just want to say your your, your set was was uh, you know it wasn't the first time I've seen you over the years, but um, it was a really good set. Like um, I like I loved it, and I, like uh, in fact, I wanted to pass on a message from one of my buddies that I watched it with because he was a bit like beforehand. He was like, "Yeah, simple plan. I kind of I like what they're trying to do, but they've never really had the songs for me. But if you're going, I'll go and watch them." And afterwards, he was just like, "That set just blew me away." So he texted me before and said, "Tell that guy that they converted me." So. Oh, that's great! It's well it's done. Kind of interesting <laughs> to see that he's not like one of the millions of people that have bought our albums. But you know, it's cool that yeah, now we got him. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all right. Better you know, than never. If, yeah. if we if we don't do it for him before, at least we're doing it for him now. No, I'm I kidding. Know. No, that's awesome. So you, you, awesome you can enjoy friend. your birthday now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, there, there you go. Cool. Well, I guess we wanted to. I mean, what, generally, what we do in, with these podcasts and when we have our guests on, we kind of try to do things a little bit chronologically. Don't always work that way. Um, but yeah, I guess we wanted to just kind of, uh, get an idea of how things start for you kind of on a personal, personal level in terms of, of, of music and kind of getting into, to punk rock, uh, and getting into bands before, before Simple Plan, I guess. How uh, was that quite an early, come quite early in life for you? Yeah. Oh man, that's going to be a long story. Um, <laughs> 
I'll try to do my best. Um, well, basically, um, well, nowadays that we've had a bit of success, the answer might be slightly different. But if you asked anyone of uh, uh, surrounding me when I was growing up and all that, the musician of the band was my brother. He okay. uh, is, is a great, um, great piano and keyboards player. He went to school, studied music and all that. Um, and I was just kind of like the little brother that he actually showed me my first like power chords on guitar when I first um, showed interest for guitar. I, I mean, I, I, it's it's like I was I, I was always just like kind of listening to whatever music my brother was listening to. You know, having an older brother does mm -hmm. that, so I got into like Metallica and Pearl Jam and all that. And then it's when I, man, it's 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 hard for me to remember. I think uh, Smash by Offspring really did it for me musically and then i was like wow this yeah. is i love this music and then my brother's like well it's kind of easy on guitar like he's not really he's not a guitar player at all but it's like yeah you like power chords you know and then you just two fingers <laughs> yeah. and then you just move him around i'm like well that's kind of neat and my my dad had a guitar he used to play like just for fun around the house when we were younger so i kind of right. borrowed his and then i started trying to figure out how to do these power chords and i'm like oh i can play some offspring and then uh, one of my friends was selling his old guitar, so I pretended I wanted to buy it. So like, so I tried it out for a month before buying it, and I never ended up buying it. But at least I I knew by then that I was actually something that I wanted to pursue, just playing guitar, never really wanting to be in bands. But then okay. uh, Offspring brought me into No Effects and Lagwagon and Ten Foot Pole and all that sort of like California. Uh, punk yeah, rock that, that was that big West in the mid yeah. yeah mid 90s bands and i i got really into that and that kind of became like my thing because that's not my what my brother liked you know so it was the first music that i kind of discovered on my own that i liked and then eventually on my birthday i asked for a guitar and then that was too big of a gift so i promised i would mow the lawn for like two summers straight so <laughs> then my parents got me a guitar and then i started playing and then when you when you learn to play a few songs automatically you think like oh i could do this and i could write songs and i could be in a band so then you get with your friends and then you kind of pretend you're in a band for a bit and i mean it's it's all just sort of it, it was never really serious for me, although I was extremely passionate about it. Like you never think you're a kid from Montreal. You never think you're gonna be, uh, you know, in a band that that can make yeah. a living off of that. You know, like that's that never really crosses your mind at all. And then there was this band uh, from the high school that I went to called Reset, which uh, Pierre, yeah, our course. singer right now, and Chuck, our drummer right now, were in. Yeah, they were yeah. in Reset. And I was just like, wow, they're just as good as all the other bands I know. You know, like, why aren't they more popular? Why aren't they bigger? Blah, blah, blah. And I used to go to their we, show. Were you, friend, were you friends with them at this point? Or were they just like, um, kids that well, you knew it was, in high school? It wasn't a really big high school. Like, there was about like 700 students there. So, like, if, if you like punk rock, you kind of knew who who else liked <laughs> yeah. punk rock, you know? Like, it was kind okay, of, yeah. like, it's not like everybody hung out together, but maybe you, you'd see someone at a show. And I live in the same neighborhood. As, my parents lived in the same neighborhood as Chuck's parents. So um, we knew each other from the neighborhood as well, you know? Like, I, I remember a couple for a couple of years, because um, I used to take the train to go to high school. So let's say the train <laughs> didn't start till mid-September, but then school had already started. Like, maybe my mom would give some of the neighborhood kids a ride to school, maybe his mom, you know, or like maybe we just see each other on the, on the bus on the way to school. So like we were, we were aware of each other, but we weren't, I wouldn't say we we're friends, but the first show I ever went to was a reset show. So, okay. Okay. you know, fast forward a few years, um, reset kind of falls apart. Then Chuck, our drummer, along with 
Jeff, who's our guitar player now, um, figure they want to start a new band. So they get together um, and they start just like kind of writing instrumental riffs and just talking a lot. And still to this day, like Chuck, Chuck and Jeff love to just talk and talk and talk. So they were talking a lot about like the concept of what the band should be, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and they were they, they would have like these these guitar players that they were kind of trying out this Toronto guy this other dude from Montreal and then um, eventually my brother who was best friends with Jeff at the time kind of spoke yeah. in my favor he's like yo my my kid brother is getting pretty good you know especially in the genre that you guys are doing and I don't think they really <laughs> I don't think they were really considering me as uh, <laughs> someone that could actually be in the band, but being Chuck's close neighbor, because we lived in the same neighborhood, I could show up at rehearsals within 10 minutes on my rollerblades with my guitar on my back. So I think I think I ended up getting a spot in the band just because it was convenient, you know? Convenient. That is not <laughs> that is not why I stayed. Sure, okay. Right. Yeah. I, I stayed yeah, because yeah, yeah. maybe I was good. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I got I got the sort of audition or I got considered just out of convenience because I lived right there. Um, and then, you know, like eventually uh, just loving what we were doing and then if you know i think i think now it's like the 20th anniversary of enema of the state we can't yeah yeah, yeah. nobody in this genre can ignore how massive first of all commercially massive and mainstream massive but also just like how important at opening doors for the rest of the genre that album was yeah you know, like 100%, I think, yeah, offspring yeah. crossing crossing over into the mainstream was was a big yeah. deal. Uh, Green Day Dookie crossing over oh, into the mainstream yeah. was a big deal. But then when Blink did it, it finally was kind of like a. It was the perfect yeah. hybrid everybody was looking for. You know. Yeah, yeah, so, and they, they 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 just that record just created a sound that hadn't really existed before. Obviously, it's. You know, you can, as you say, compare it to like Offspring, Green Day, but it definitely started a thing, Enema of the State, yeah. which bands like it's yourselves, like it, yeah. It, it, it was an alternative anymore, you know? It was, yeah. it was pop music, but it was clearly immensely influenced by punk music. So, I mean, it, it yeah. was it was the perfect hybrid. So when, when you hear that, and that's the type of music that you're, you were already making in your basement, and then you hear that someone's actually successful at it, like, holy shit, maybe we do have a shot, you know, if our songs are good. <laughs> yeah. And then came in the relationship with Mark that our, our drummer had nurtured over the years because he had played some shows with them in, in Reset. And then, you know, Mark sings oh, on our okay. first album. And then Mark so that's sings how on that our first album. Came yeah, about. that's kind of okay. how that lead came about. And then, they, you know, like when he heard I Do Anything, he said he, he, said he loved the song. So when we asked yeah. him to sing, he kind of made a P. Diddy of himself and just went for it. <laughs> So it was kind of, it was, I mean, it, it, it's kind of surreal, you know, and, and we, when the band hit 10 years, we released a book of, of the whole story of the band and reading that book was just like, oh yeah, that's, that's what happened. That's how it happened. Cause we were so young and, and, and things were going so fast, you know, that it was yeah. very hard to, to, to realize First of all, the importance of everything that was happening, but then also just, you know, like what and how lucky we were that these things were happening to us, you know? I was about to say, well, I mean, was there like a defining, it doesn't sound like it, but was there a defining moment where you were like, oh shit, this is actually 
we're quite a big deal now or it, were you just swept up in the kind of whirlwind and just it just kept growing and growing and growing without you actually really kind of taking taking stock and um being like fuck <laughs> like we, no you know. it's wor- complete whirlwind you know i think the first and second album uh is just like a, a mesh of of fun things that happened you know and i remember we used to yeah. have this was pre-iphone pre you know everybody connected all the time like chuck was the only one with a really old blackberry and like he'd get emails and be the one that replies to emails like the manager inside the band type guy and then uh like sometimes he'd sit us down on the bus is like okay guys this is what's happening you should be happy and like he would tell us like <laughs> he would tell us you should be happy because this is a good thing and if you don't know what yeah. this is this is a good thing and you should be happy and i just remember that that sentence being very funny but i think the one defining moment for me, which super weird, and it's something that had never even crossed my mind, is when we finally stopped after the second album, and yeah. it's like, okay, maybe I should move out of my parents' house, and then I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, like, I've, we've, I've managed to, because I've been living in my parents' house, I've managed to put aside a little bit of money, so I'm like, oh, shit, I can, I can buy a place. Things must be good, you know? So how, I'm just how, like, how oh, my God. Then? What, what I was twenty. I was um, I was twenty-five. I think. Okay. Twenty. No. Yeah. Yeah. I was like twenty-four or twenty-five. And to the up, and I, up to that point, I guess you had just been tour, touring loads. Or, uh, basically, yeah. Honestly, like I said, I say, I say, I leave. I I lived with my parents for, uh, for for a long time just because it made more sense. You know, I was home for yeah. yeah. Like now, now we try to never leave for more than four weeks at a time. And we try to be home for at least two weeks between tours. But back then we could be gone for three months straight and come back yeah. to do laundry literally and be back out. You know, yeah. I mean, when you're 21, yeah, wow. it doesn't, it doesn't matter. And then, you know, not only are you having a great time, but there's nothing else waiting for you at home, really. You know, I mean, like, it's not like you have home responsibilities and things to do but it's just like no like your thing is your band and that's what that's what we did and yeah. it was great yeah, yeah. It's, I mean it's good I mean, obviously I think when we've we've spoken to some guys in the podcast who are, you know been in bands over the years and it's really touring that, that's kind of broken them down as a band and you know they've had to step away from it and I guess there's a few bands making a comeback now who've had that break and are coming back after that you know uh, a long hiatus but you guys have just seemed to just you know truck on over the years <laughs> yeah. and, and never stop i mean is, i mean is there anything With, without changing members as well <laughs> yeah i mean i mean no but it, it's it's interesting that you say that and but uh when we went off for the third album um first of all at that point like we had uh had like some different relationship people like you meet people you get girlfriends some of us got yeah. married some of us started having kids and then we went at it after a tough period of writing because the the music landscape was changing so much you know like it wasn't yep. blink 182 on the radio anymore it was uh back to back to justin timberlake you know right before yeah, yeah. punk rock broke backstreet boys and nsync ruled then <laughs> punk rock broke over to the mainstream <laughs> and now it was back at yeah. that so yeah there yeah. was a lot of, of, of self-doubt and questioning as, as whether what we should do as a band and i guess we started taking ourselves a little bit more seriously uh, as people and as, as musicians and all that. But then we started touring and went at it as if we were 20. And then we basically burnt out within the first year and we had to stop touring. Right. Uh, so really, the, that album really. came out, uh, yeah, that album came out early 2008. 
Eight? And then by the yeah. end, by the end of 2008, like that album, like we were done. We had done the tour. We had gone everywhere, but we're like, we yeah. can't, we can't go back now. Like everybody was just like dead tired and kind of, kind of over it, you know, like that the the whirlwind had lost its, its we we were out of the honeymoon phase, I guess, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And th and then I suppose yeah, you had like uh, it was like another three three years I think before you came back with another album so did you keep yourself busy with other stuff because you you did some solo stuff as well didn't you like I so did, did that I did that, that was time? yeah a little bit that was more me like experimenting with just like recording and, and producing like I, okay. I think like quickly yeah. quickly into that I realized I didn't want to be like just like a solo singer or whatever I just like recording oh, shit arranging okay. songs yeah. writing songs so like I've, I've yeah I've kept doing that but just with other artists uh we had the radio show but I think like yeah so between the second and third album there's four years right and that was when when we started touring that was that was yes, just too yeah, much yeah and then yeah. between the second and third yes there's three years but i think i think we also had a tedious writing session but it's because i think we started at it kind of wrong we're just like we started writing for the for the fourth album like still trying to figure out where we wanted to go and then halfway through the process yeah. we're like ah oh, guys let's just go back to having fun you yeah, know, and then yeah, that's yeah, and then that's yeah. when we wrote Jet Lag and Summer Paradise and uh, You Loser of the Year and all these cool yeah. like songs yeah, that yeah, were yeah, kind of yeah. like okay, this is who we are, this is what we like to do, yeah. this is what we like to play live every night. Let's just go back to that. And then we just had so, but obviously with a modern twist, like the 2011 version of Simple Plan. So when that came out, like everybody was in good spirits, went back on the road, did Warp Tour, um, had mm -hmm. had a great time. Cool. So, so what, what, what is kind of your kind of writing recording process as a band then in terms of kind of roles, roles you play and how it all comes together? Is it, is it all hands on deck or do you go away no. and bring, bring little things to the table? And yeah, I mean, Pierre and Chuck do most of the writing. They, they yeah. basically are the two that when they get together, it sounds like Simple Plan, you know? Okay. And then mm -hmm. we'll just like kind of like jump in the studio when we feel like the demos are close enough. And then we'll jump in the studio and just make sure it sounds like a kick-ass album and then pick our favorite parts, nice. pick our favorite songs. And then if something doesn't work, then we'll spend more time on it. If something works, then we'll just do it more and more and more. So it's it's kind of like, a, yeah, I mean, every album's kind of been slightly different, but I think that would be the general vibe. Okay. I, I, obviously, yeah, those two like will go and write with someone for a few days. Like, you know, I, I noticed they've been doing a bit of writing with uh, that that bloke from uh, We the Kings. And is, is that something that that you guys have been do, doing for a while? Obviously, outside of whoever's producing the record at the time, have have you tried to bring in like other writers whose stuff you admire and stuff, or has that been more in the recent years that you've been trying? To um, do no, I feel like that's been happening since the third album. I think at some point you're okay. just like, okay, like we. Because there's always that uncertainty, right? And and we we are aware that we we kind of have one foot in the pop world and one foot in the punk world. Like we're that awkward sure, sure. band that plays Warp Tour <laughs> but plays Z100 radio show as well, you yeah, know. So, yeah. um, so I mean, and it's not that you don't have inspiration anymore. That's not it. It's just that it's fun to, to bring in a different flavor when you've just been writing songs like the same people over and over and over, you know? And yeah. to be fair, I think like this band, like we, we've never we've never just grabbed a song that someone wrote for us. Like that's just not who we are. And when we write with people, it's like 80% the song's finished. You know, it's like, hey, we have this idea. What do you think? And then you kind of just shape it with someone else's input type thing 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that makes sense. So, 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 where are you with that with that new record, Dennis? Uh, is it wrapped up, or are you still very much? Just... No, I th- we haven't started recording, but um, I, I feel like we're done writing. You know, like everything that's been coming out is good vibe. Uh, and it's a, it's a very emotional album, but not not like a dark album. It's just like, you know, it it makes you feel it makes you feel, which is great. Okay. You know, and I'm very much excited for it, and I think it's going to be a fan favorite. I actually basically know it's going to be a, fa- a fan favorite. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> no, but it, it's an it's an yeah. album that that feels important. I was going to say, uh, Chris, uh, do you yeah, have go any on. kind of target target dates for when when you're looking to put that out? Oh no, not at all. We never talk dates. Oh no, because <laughs> we never know. We never know. And then yeah, the, yeah, and yeah. then there's this whole joke with Simple Plan that whenever we say soon, it really doesn't mean anything. But I mean, soon means yeah. as soon as we can. So as soon as we can yeah, sure. means I mean, you know, it's either gonna like if we get in in the studio this summer, hopefully it'll be the fall. If we can't get in the studio before the fall, then hopefully it'll be. Late fall, maybe I don't know, but like we've we've been saying for a long time that we want to be quicker between albums, <laughs> but uh, yeah. y- you want it to be good. So if it's that means that's fair. you know, yeah, we don't want a shit album quickly. <laughs> we still want a good album, even if it's a few months late. And do you, do you do do you do all that all in Montreal? And is that is that where your studio is? Yeah, no, I mean that's where my studio is, but like we, you know, I can't accommodate <laughs> seven band guys, <laughs> so no, yeah. we'll find a spot. You probably depending what time of year it is, like we'll find a spot where the weather's nice and everybody can enjoy themselves. Have you have you found a producer yet? Um, that is also something we're tossing up in the air because I think we're at a point where uh, it's fun to work with different people. Okay. Uh, so possibly multiple people, possibly some of it oh, we nice. can do it ourselves nice. and just get a great engineer that we love. I mean, so like there's there's so many options on the table right now that you can't quote me on any of them. Just just that <laughs> okay. most of them are open, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I, w- I was going to ask you. Quite, sorry, this is jumping back a little bit. Apologies for that. Um, but I, I wanted to ask a question because I've heard you guys talk in the past about um, going back to the second album. Obviously, that's called Still Not Getting Any, which, if I'm not mistaken, is like a reference to like how your band was received at the time, like, you know, with critics, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, like, so I, I just want to ask a little bit about like how that felt and if that's changed at all over the years. And also alongside critics, like how other bands have kind of received you within um, I'm doing air quotes here, the punk punk scene, you know, so uh like if 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 any um not if any bands as well as critics have been a bit sort of snotty about what you do yeah, uh, if you've I mean, experienced that at all i feel like that's just the type band that we are and that's what critics yeah. are there for you know critics want to say something is shit and critics you know most like when's it's the most obscure obscure bands or artists that nobody knows with the weirdest songs that always get the best reviews, you know? Like, so, I mean, yeah, I'm, yeah. we've never, like, although we, like, it would have been nice to be a band that gets a five-star review, we've never expected it and we never really cared, you know? We've always been mm-hmm. extremely more happy and proud to get a People's Choice Award, you know? To know that our yeah. fans stand behind us as opposed to... Uh, someone we've never met that doesn't really get what we do and doesn't take into consideration how we are with our fans and how they are to us, you know? So, I mean, 
it's and and that has changed you know i think the first few times that we played warp tour 2002 2003 2004 um yeah. i mean we were the band that you know according to some didn't fit there according to yeah. others you know it was great and all that but like the past few times we've done warp tour this you know i don't you've been to warp tour so you know that the bands always watch from the stage and the stage is full like the stage is always full. like all our friends they come see us everybody in bands that we've met throughout the years they come see us on stage and it, it's it's kind of like that's sort of like the uh, uh, sort of like a, a, a sign of respect on Warp Tour when you go and yeah, watch someone's yeah, yeah. set, and a lot of people show up for a set. So I mean, That's yes, cool. that has That's changed. Cool. Yes, that feels really good because you know to, to finally be sort of uh, respected by your peers is 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 important, you know, to to, to anyone and to to any band, and to 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 get there doesn't matter how late in our career is is a great is a good bonus. You know, but I think that we're still just a people's band. And have you noticed like a bit of a shift in like you mentioned like the Warped Tour crowds or whatever, who some of which were maybe not as receptive to you in the early days, like of people being a bit more open to it. The reason I ask this is like, like I'll give you an example. Like, so you got obviously Reading and Leeds Festival here, which I know you've played before. I remember watching Good Charlotte, Good Charlotte play there in the early two thousands on the main stage, and they were just getting bottled by loads of people who went like the people who hated them outnumbered the people who like myself who were there to watch and enjoy them and if you watch good charlotte a festival like that now they're really well received you know so i i don't know i don't know if there's been like a shift where people have become more open to like the the poppier end of of alternative music i I just like being absolutely being an artist in a band like that i just wonder if you've noticed that sorry absolutely noticed that i think um the um the the um the scene itself is yeah. is uh has widened you know i think that people that are listening to this type of music now maybe you know didn't weren't as um anchored in their principles when they were growing up and listening to only one style of music you know you can have someone right. go to yeah. the blue bruno mars stage bruno mars show one night and then uh, sleeping with sirens the other night and then go back to see ed sheeran or like oh my god <laughs> backstreet boys are making a reunion and then let's go see you know offspring and then people don't care anymore people just yeah. enjoy the good music yeah. which is a yeah. massive shift from when we started yeah i right. think i think yeah. as well yeah. i mean music now is is to, to, to younger generations is so much more accessible uh you know across all these these platforms now so it's I guess it's it's so easy to transition into different styles of music through through Spotify or through Apple Music, and you know it's it's I think it's really kind of yeah really easy now for for people to get to listen and to to get into all sorts of different stuff. Yeah, I mean maybe that's what it is. You know, I mean it's it's it's, it's quite possible, but it, it's it seems that when I was growing up, if I was listening to punk to punk rock, like I probably wouldn't be listening to anything else. You know, and sure, sure. if a, if a band in a different genre came out with a good song, like you kind of weren't really allowed to say it's a good song. <laughs> yeah. You know, so yeah. it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's uh, so I don't know exactly what changed or why are people more open minded, but I respect and appreciate it very yeah, much. Of course. Yeah. So what what kind of stuff? Um, I mean, I guess you you're most proud of then in, uh, on a kind of personal level. Like, uh, is there any particular album that, that that is your favorite? Is there any particular Defining oh, moment. Um, your moment favorite's always the latest one. 
<laughs> it has to be. Um, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> second, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think for me, something I'm proud of uh, is the fact that we're still around. You know, still making music. That's that is rare. Uh, original lineup as well. I mean, that is yeah, that's, even that's rarer. Cool. It's impressive. Um, and, you know, I think I think our fans still care. We still have extremely passionate fans, you know, like a lot of bands kind of uh, carry on to, to have just like casual people that will show up once in a while. Like we know there's some faces that we would know we will see at every single show on a yeah. tour. And, you know, that's, that's, that's special to us. You've got people all around yeah. the world as well, right? I mean, pretty, pretty global. Uh, yeah, I mean that's pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty crazy when you think about it. That uh, you know we can basically travel around the world and people will come and see us. I mean that's just. It's it, it's crazy to think that I know my way around Tokyo. You know, like I mean, there's all these <laughs> things that are just yeah. like oh, I, you, you never think anything like that will be, will become a part of what mm. you do or who you are as a person. But it's just you know it's just how it is. Who would you say? Is, what would you say is the craziest country for for fans? Uh, Brazil for sure. Yeah. 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 Yeah, for fans. Oh, yeah, you guys have got a big following down there, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, it's great. They're they're amazing. Like most of them are like just like good people that enjoy the music and truly come to the shows to have a good time. And then Brazilians, they they'll like because because you can't just walk into a hotel unless you have a room, right? In in Brazil, so some some people will just rent out a room to be able to hang out in the lobby to make sure they see us <laughs> if we come down. You know, like it's, oh, it's, wow. it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's it's very cool. <laughs> Um, so, so would presumably Brazil will be up with one of your favorite countries to play with it? Yeah, yeah, I think Brazil, Japan, um, Canada. I mean, there's a lot of really, really fun places to, to to tour. You know, around the world, Asia or Europe. Mm-hmm. I mean, Scandinavia. It's 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 all it's it's all fun for different reasons. Have you had any really? Have you got any really weird stories of of fan stories? Any any strange things that a fan's done for you? Um, well, generic, I always find generic stuff. I mean, uh, I always find tattoos very weird, you know, especially <laughs> right. like yeah, song yeah. lyrics. Okay, cool, I can get <laughs> it, you know, like, but like our signatures or our faces as a tattoo, to me, that's just always like, why, why would you do that? But, you know, it's yeah. cool. <laughs> I love that you love the band so much that you would, but still, I don't understand, you know. <laughs> cool. Is there, any, is there any stuff that you're, you're into at the moment? Any, any bands you're listening to? Like, um yeah yeah there's actually two two albums that the uh, the latest Strombellas and the latest Judah and the Lion. I just think they're great songs uh packed with again packed with emotion and just it, it just feels it it feels big, you know. It feels like it they they were written to 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 change people's lives, you know, and that always is a a quality I look for when I'm listening to different bands. Uh in terms of UK pop punk bands, is there anything, any that are on your radar or perhaps you've played yes. who, who stood out for you? <laughs> the bottom line. I mean, they've, they've been our friends oh, since yeah. we toured with them. They're a great bunch of guys and I really like their energy and I really like their songs. Cool. Well, I guess we don't want to take up too too much of your time. I really appreciate the time you've given us. Is there, is there, any, is there anything that anything else you can tell us that uh, up, that's kind of upcoming? Any, any news? Any simple plan stuff? Any... Um, Obviously, we know our records in the works, but anyway. no. But I mean, yeah. I mean, there's nothing really, anything else that we haven't talked about. We got a bunch of shows this summer. Obviously, we're coming back to the UK as soon as we have new music. And <laughs> um, a lot of people that we've seen at the show, 
it's like, oh my God, you guys haven't been here in like two, three years. It's like, yeah, but that's the case for everywhere. You know, like we go somewhere once yeah, and then we yeah. have the anniversary tour, which took us somewhere <laughs> again. And then it's been a few years since we've been anywhere, you know, except for maybe like local shows that obviously being from here, there's like, it's closer and it's easier. And we do that and we could take a couple of days off from writing to do a show here or a benefit yeah, there. Yeah. But I mean, like people have to understand we're not neglecting you. We're just waiting <laughs> for the new album to be out to come back to see you. Cool. But, um, do all you guys live in Montreal or some of the guys? No, only here, only half like, of us. To LA or two, anything? Okay. Yeah, two of the guys went out to LA because that's where they met their wives. So I mean, oh, when fair. You, okay. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. there you go. That, you do that when that happens. What 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 kind of uh, other stuff do you do with your, with your spare time on your downtime away from from tours and writing? Obviously, you got your radio show. That's it. That's music. That's all I do. Yeah. I just write songs and I, yeah, for different genres, different the dream. people, different artists. Yeah, I mean, spend time in my studio, spend time with my family. That's basically it. All right, man. Well, we'll let, we'll let you get on. Uh, really appreciate the time you've given us. Um, good luck with, with everything. And uh, yeah, we'll look forward to, to hearing, that, hearing that new round. And happy birthday for tomorrow. Oh, thanks very much. Recording. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Enjoy, man. Thanks again. All right. Bye. Cheers, buddy. Bye. Thanks, buddy. Bye. Yeah, so that was our chat with Sebastian of Simple Plan. Um, so big thanks to him for giving us his time. Um, yeah, that was cool. I thought Nick. Yeah, nice guy, nice guy. Who's um, who's next? Who's next up anyway, Chris? We've got we've got a few bookings coming up, haven't we? We got we got a few bookings. Um, I suppose if if we if we're saying who they are on the podcast, well, I think we'll say the next one at least. That's, we'll say that's okay. Nice. We'll say the next one. I I think if, uh, I haven't got the list in front of me, but if I am not mistaken, we have Max Collins, who is the frontman for Eve Six, who who are a band that that you and I have loved over the years, yeah. and uh, he was a big part of um, you know that whole early two thousands thing with touring with bands like Blink and Good Charlotte and all that kind of stuff. So. Uh, and you know he's kindly agreed to give us some of his time, so really looking forward to meeting him over the phone. Cool, nice. Well, uh, I guess that just leaves us to kind of plug the podcast itself and just give a reminder to uh, uh, like and subscribe and follow us on on yep. social media, just so you can see all the updates of our guests coming on. Um, yeah, we we have some really we have some really exciting guests coming on as well. Like uh, that we we thought were out of our reach at this time. So watch out for that space. Yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, and any any shares are appreciated as well um, to help us help us build the podcast and um, yeah, hopefully get more guests on. So. All right, okay. Until next time, see you later. Cheers. Do it.